Hello and welcome back to Not Another Sneaker Podcast. It's a nice, wet, rainy day in Eugene. Nothing out of the ordinary, but uh, we're here. We're going to talk some shoes as usual. Joined, obviously, by Mr. Julian, OCS Julian the Cut. You got some good stuff on feet today, dude. Tell us a little bit about what you got on. So I have some uh, KD7 uh, What Does, and uh, these are just like an awesome shoe. I, I got well, We talked about how I got these a few episodes ago where uh, I went to a gas station and some dude came out of a forest. Uh, that was these shoes. Got well, them for cheap. It, Got them for cheap, and they were in great condition. They're not anymore because I I love wearing them, and I, I kind of beat beat the the crap out of them. I love them. What the colorway, which we've talked about before, so a mismatch of everything. Yeah. And, uh, and these ones are just really cool. Like I think I love the like the translucent straps on the tongue, like across the midfoot, and I don't know. It's just it's a good looking shoe. It's one of the better what those I think that Nike's yeah, done. and and it has like straps from different uh, colorways too. So like the ant pearl strap that has like wings on it. Right. One of those is this, and it, it's pretty cool. It, they did a really good job at mixing them all for this one. This was like one of the last good what those I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And how about you? What are you walk, rocking today? I'm going, I'm changing it up a little bit. I got on a pair of Vans. Um, it's the old school, but it's the NASA pack. Uh, I got the orange lows on the NASA pack with the removable uh, American flags on the back, the nice Velcro. Let's see if I can get get this sound for you. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. There you go. A little ASMR going that on. That is beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I love the removable patches and uh, it's just the orange. I love orange. So pretty, pretty Giants sick. I love fans. these. Absolutely. Typical Giants. San Francisco fans. Giants, baby. Let's go. So yeah, I mean, that's cool to like, I think baseball kind of like doesn't get the sneaker rap it deserves, but it's cool. Like we had talked about Griffies in the past and stuff. So, I mean, the Griffies are there, but like colorways can get pretty close. And that's and, where uh, I make that up. Something we haven't talked about yet. It was news a little bit ago, real baseball related. There's a leaked picture of a Jordan 3 A-Rod collab. Ooh. And he has a shoe with them. And just nobody knows what it looks like. We just know that the, the A-Rod like corporation logo is on the back. And that's all we know. Why A-Rod though? <laughs> Cause he he's like, cause he's branded himself pretty well after all of the uh, the steroid stuff. And once he That's retired, right. he's done a really good job of like rebranding and becoming like the businessman A Rod and like good guy A Rod. Like, he's just a, like a nicer dude who just wants to make some money. Yeah, dating J Lo helps. Dating J Lo helps a lot. <laughs> I mean, he's just a nice guy. He was never like mm-hmm. a, a bad person or anything like that. So. Yeah kind of seeing like the personality of him rather than the baseball player has probably helped a lot of people's perception yeah so a jordan shoe for that will be really cool yeah that'll be interesting and like the jeter stuff is always a big cool so i mean for the yankees fans they're probably gonna be stoked absolutely <laughs> anyway um we're gonna move on because i don't want to talk about the yankees too long um I talk all day i know you could so um so we're gonna just jump right in obviously lots of news this week some important things i think the first thing i really want to touch on is like adidas is is kind of being quiet lately i mean they've been kind of quiet all year so far the only real news that they have this week is that they release pictures of the clay yeezy 350 v2 colorway or v3 colorway i guess whatever you want to call it that static type um, stuff the staticky stuff um i think the release date for that march 30th and we kind of talked on this like the colorway it's an interesting colorway i mean they kind of took the beluga orange from like the v2 and kind of put that on its own shoe and i don't know it's nothing nothing too crazy and i think everyone's kind of turned off of Yeezy right now. Yeah, and putting out a colorway like this just doesn't help. If, if they put out something that, like, everybody wanted, like an all-red Yeezy right now, I think that would just go crazy mm-hmm. and, like, reset the hype. But I don't really know what Adidas is kind of going for. I get it's Kanye designing, so who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I, And then also, a, what was it, a 700 came out this weekend? The salt or something salt, like that. Some just really bland, not uninteresting colorway of the 700 which is just a shoe that not many people care about to begin with so yeah adidas is 
they're hanging on to this Yeezy Lifeline, and it's probably working to an extent. But I bet, I bet you, I can go on Adidas right now and buy those Yeezys that they released this weekend, or on Yeezy Supply even, or anything. Yeah, I doubt they sold I, I just, out. unless they sold no pairs of them, or they took them off stock like they tend to do, and yeah. bring them back later for a restock because that's the only way they can sell them. Yeah, I mean, as we've kind of talked about on this podcast multiple times, it's like hype around releases is kind of a big thing for brands and there just seems to be no little to no hype around adidas right now um and so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what steps they take to try to combat that even around the all-star game they didn't do much the super bowl they did the bape stuff that was kind of good but again like we talked about it, it that was, was heat it was heat too late though it was way too late it was too late and it was like too limited yeah like it was too too limited. Like nobody got them, and so you don't ever see people wearing them because nobody got them. So like nobody cares. Yeah. It's so crazy. it's it's such a it's such a interesting battle that brands always have to face with that kind of stuff. So things to consider. But uh, Adidas is the only one that's kind of having some uh, some issues. Also, kind of this week was an interesting week for for Nike, and I think it kind of definitely highlighted by Zion breaking out of a pair of shoes uh, in the middle of a game, getting hurt. Insane. Didn't he's not playing against Syracuse, so I mean he. The, like it was he's a big guy. I mean he's a really big man and that's a pair of shoes that I mean usually has no issues. So I don't know. Like do you, what did you think about this whole thing? Well, it, it's crazy because, like, there's nothing Nike really could have done to prevent this. It's not like the midsole and the upper, mm-hmm. like, came apart, like, where the glue would be on a shoe. It wasn't that. Like, his foot went right through the foam. Yeah, the foam itself. And yeah. I just don't know how you, like, prepare for that when you have, a, a like, a guy as big as Zion just putting so much force onto his, like, heels and or onto his sides. And if you're just – if he just broke through it, that's just – You'll, I don't, you'll never see that again. Like, that's just crazy. He broke yeah. through the shoe, the I'm, foam. I'm sure when he goes pro and goes into the NBA, Nike's going to have to make a special, like, restructured shoe for him that's got a little more support so he doesn't do that again because if he's making cuts like he's been doing for Duke, I mean, like, that could happen at any time. Yeah, and he I, he might be one of the LeBron-type guys where he enters the league and gets a shoe immediately, which mm. will be crazy, but there's so much hype around Zion, and I think Absolutely. everybody just wants a piece of that cake. Mm-hmm. Like, just you know they want to i mean every day you see something on espn about him and he's just a college kid absolutely which should be getting paid because they are using oh, him yeah. to sell tickets do you see that that unc duke game was Oof, selling yeah. tickets com- comparable to the super bowl yeah which is crazy insane just because they wanted to see zion they so. want to see zion and then rj barrett and yeah. you know everybody else there too but it, it's it's zion's show out yeah. there and like, everybody wants to see him just in the ncaa alone it's it's like all you hear about really is zion he is by far the best prospect in a gun in the and NBA. just the most polarizing. Too. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, like, he's he's definitely one of those once-in-a-lifetime kind of players And when he goes into the NBA. And I think there's no doubt he's going to go in the NBA after this season. Yeah. So, um, it's, he's definitely, it's always worth talking about. Nike, I remember in the official statement, Nike said that this was an isolated incident and that they were going to look into why that had happened. But that's not the first time they used that in a, in a statement this week because they also had some issues with, we've talked about this before, the, the Nike Adapt basketball shoes, the auto-lacing shoes, Shoes, uh, another isolated incident or isolated incidents, I should say, that they've been experiencing this week is that the right shoe for Android users of the Adapt Basketball shoe has been losing connectivity with the app and essentially bricking on people's feet. So, like, if you got an Android and you're trying to tie your right shoe with this, it'll just it'll tighten it and then lose connection, and now you're just like stuck. 
Yeah, you cannot take your shoe off. I mean, you kind of can because there's technically a button on the shoe, but like, I don't think people have been using that. And all the talk has been like they've been breaking on people's feet, basically. So you just you, you got to like find this button or like take some scissors. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> cut those, up your three hundred fifty dollars Nike. Cut up those expensive old shoes. Call up Nike. Pray you get some uh, some refund or a new pair or, or something. something. I don't know because that's that's just imagine the shoe getting like stuck on your foot. <laughs> Has AI gone too far? Oh, I know. Jeez, everyone talks about like they're gonna come for like our heads or everything else first but no they're coming for our feet coming for our feet we're we least expected that's we're, what's crazy and, and it's funny because it's like like i think because they really put the emphasis on this app like it's app like i think in the photos of the release it showed like a picture of the application and like this is you can use the app to tighten the shoes like because it's been having issues with the app and that's like they put so much focus on that like that's where everyone's kind of knocking at them it's like okay if it's not going to work with the app then what's the point so it's just been interesting to kind of follow along with that journey that nike's been going on so it's definitely been a rough rough week for them yeah, but like a cool thing that nike did technology wise it's a little old news but this kind of just reminded me mm-hmm. of it um, the whole jersey changing. Oh yeah, thing right. That Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, like displayed right before the All Star game. That's pretty cool. I don't know if you saw like a lot about that or anything, but like a jersey that you can change the number on using an app yeah. or using something on your phone or like an Apple Watch or something like that. Super sick. You can just buy like one Thunder jersey, and now you got like a Russell Wilson or Westbrook, Westbrook yeah. and you got Paul George and Stephen Adams if you're feeling bold, <laughs> if you're growing your hair out or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's super but, sick. Yeah, that, that's really cool. So Nike's making some cool steps because Adidas was just not going to be doing that. Absolutely. Anytime. I don't know how necessary it is, mm-hmm. but it seems pretty cool, especially for fans. Yeah. So, I mean, the Nike woes this week were real, but... I think one thing that I do want to mention going back to the Zion thing is like I'm pretty sure Commissioner Adam Silver approved the uh, decision to lower the age for entering the NBA draft from 19 to 18 immediately after the Zion incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's 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 pretty big and that's pretty cool that uh, Commissioner Silver has been really good about like understanding the NBA, realizing its potential, and being quick to make change, especially like this year with allowing everyone to have any color shoes on and like like a lot more freedom and advertising on jerseys. So it's just kind of cool to see how progressive the so NBA has we'll become. Probably- start seeing a lot more kids not even going to college which is kind of mm-hmm. like a weird concept it's now. a weird concept but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing no um, I, th- I think if you were like a LeBron where you would have gone pro straight out of uh, high school yeah go to a, go to play a year in Spain play for Real Madrid <laughs> make a little bit of money get some actual experience because those guys are pros you're mm-hmm. gonna get more experience playing in that league than you will playing against I don't know Boston College very true you know and so I think that's a really good option for these kids, especially if they don't come from the best places, yeah. that they'll be able to make some money, at least a little bit, guaranteed money, Yeah, and maybe provide for their family. I think that's pretty cool. It's too bad they couldn't go and play for PSG if they're going to go overseas because they've been getting some heat lately. Yeah, PSG's been getting the shoes, the collabs, all that. I mean, they got jerseys from... So PSG, uh, Paris Saint-Germain mm-hmm. soccer team from the French League. Yeah. Uh, they're like the biggest team from France. It's not even close, really. They're trying to be an international powerhouse. It's it's kind of working. Kind of working. They got Neymar now, so it's know. pretty cool. And uh, because they have all the star power now on their team, they've had a collab with Jordan Brand, which is a really strange thing, especially for like soccer purists. Not very happy because they're like, oh, Jordan's a basketball <laughs> brand. Why is PSG doing it? Of course it's PSG. They're always so flashy. But that's kind of like. What makes PSG them? They're, they're super flashy. Mm-hmm. They'll spend money. And now they have this cool collab with Jordan. Yeah. 
And it's come with some cool shoes. It has come with some cool, but like the kit, like even the kits they got. So they got Jordan branded kits that they played in for a couple of for matches. Like Champions League, yeah, for Champions League matches, which is really cool. And then yeah, they've gotten a pair of Jordan ones. They've gotten a pair of Jordan fives. And then now, just today and yesterday, we're hearing seeing pictures of a of a Jordan six. Um, it's got like infrared print or infrared coloring on the bubble the air bubble on the jordan 6 and then it's a 3m upper so it's that the flash you shine your camera on it it looks flashy it looks really cool and apparently it's got some psg branding on there somewhere we don't Which know we where. haven't seen yet but we will believe yeah, it I'm it's got sure. the nike air on the back too and everyone loves to see that so it was kind of just when i saw the pictures i was like that's a psg shoe and then everyone's saying it's got branding so i mean either way like they've been getting some some heat in terms of the jordans and everything um, but like, it doesn't even stop there. Like also we talked about, or me and Julian had talked about this outside of the podcast booth, but didn't they, they did a collab with Bape, right? Uh, yeah. So they have the Jordan collabs and then where they got the fives and the sixes, the multiple colorways of all of them. And then they have the Bape collab, which it's the same stuff as the, as the Jordan stuff, but now they got Bape on board. And so like they got the Bape camo on their jerseys and like hoodies and all this type of stuff. And it's really cool to see. PSG trying to live up to this Paris thing that they have going for them. I mean, Paris is like the fashion capital of the world, like Paris and New York. And for them to like really just kind of embrace that and go with Jordan brand and go with Babe and just try and hit this like streetwear vibe also, Mm -hmm. it'll kind of like bridge a gap for people who only like basketball in the States or only like streetwear in general. And kind of bring them into PSG because like, wait, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And if you buy a bait PSG jersey, maybe you'll catch a game. Yeah, honestly. And like, and like for me, like I've never been a big bape guy. Like camo isn't really my, my thing. But just I saw the collab and I was just like, wow. Like it was it was really well done. It looked really amazing. And I it was fire. It was straight fire, like honestly. So this is really cool that PSG is really doing a good job to kind of bridge that gap and bring both like the non-soccer people in but also like maybe casual soccer fans is more into their fandom and like it's just cool that they have the money and like the capabilities to do that so yeah and and it's kind of making they're trying to make non uh what uh british soccer cool yeah so like if it's not premier league they're trying to make it more fun than it is just like a traditional type of sport and i think yeah. that's really cool because you never want to be stuck in tradition because you'll never move forward. At least that's the way I think, especially yeah. in sports. You want to keep pushing forward and trying to be innovative and trying to find new ways to not only win, but get fans and get people involved. And if you have nobody involved in 20 years, what's the point of your tradition? It's kind of... Yeah, and trust me, as a, as a track and field fan, I, I see that and I want... <laughs> I see how that's an issue and I, I know how important that is. So it's something we definitely got to work on. Um, but it's just, it's just really cool to see all around. Jumping into the next thing, um, Julian, you you were pretty stoked on these, and people have been going crazy. The uh, the Nike Dornbecker collection this year is the 15th anniversary of it, and they've been retroing some of their best Dornbecker shoes. And uh, for people who don't really understand what Dornbecker is, it's Nike. So there's the Dornbecker Children's Hospital up in Portland, um, and a lot of uh, children will really go there um, who kind of are struggling with their diseases or whatever they might be having, cancer and whatnot. And Nike's been doing collaborations where they're allowing these kids to design their own shoe, Nike Silhouette, and then they sell them. And then 100% of the proceeds of the sales will go back towards the Dornbecker Hospital. It's been very successful. Nike's raised so much money through it, and it's just always been a staple for them. Um, and this is really cool to see that they're, they're kind of retroing and bringing it back. And these shoes have just been always like 
very special because obviously getting the chance to design a Nike shoe is big, but just sneakerheads go crazy for them. And some of the collaborators have been very highly sought after by many. And you, you, you've had some experience with Dornbeckers and you, you've been in it a little longer than I have. So you know kind of how important they were when they first released and everything. Uh, yeah, the the Jordan or the Nike Dornbecker collection, as you said, it's uh, really cool because these kids with uh, illnesses, diseases, uh, some, you know, could be fatal, some might not, but they're they're going through it. And the Dornbecker Nike collab gives them something to kind of look forward to. And they pick certain kids to take certain, they give like a selection of silhouettes and they say, pick one of these and you get to fully customize it mm-hmm. however you want. And like, if there's color changes, we can like tweak it a little bit. Cause obviously these kids aren't shoe designers, but it's completely original ideas that I don't think anybody older would be able to do just because kids are just so creative and kids love what they love and if they like something a lot they're gonna put it on a shoe and so you tend to see a lot of like baseball related stuff because young kids love baseball or just sports in general yeah and very like close things to their family so you'll see like people's like initials of like family members and stuff like that on these Becker shoes and i think it's a really cool collab that they that they've done through the years and retroing them is awesome because these kids get to see a shoe that they designed was so successful and so like sought after that they need to bring it back years later. I mean, it's been the, it's the 15 year um, anniversary of the beginning of the the collabs, right? And so this year there's gonna be I don't know when the collection is coming out the full collection. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I don't think they've officially unveiled it, but I'm assuming this is probably like a lead up to the unveiling of the full collection. For yeah, the year. and we've seen pictures of the shoes coming out for this year every year they do like a a whole set of like seven or eight different shoes and usually one is like a jordan and then some nike running shoes usually pretty cool and so beforehand this year they retroed the jordan six the the dunk high and the the foam posit the foam posit hasn't released yet and a nike free run and i think there was even one more um i'm looking on the nike sneakers app right now yeah and so they brought these back and it's just so cool to give people another chance to get a shoe that's so important to this child and his family and just everybody he's involved with because i mean this shoe was something that gives these kids like a little bit of hope and something to really enjoy mm-hmm. and when they design a shoe they don't just design a shoe usually they design a whole like oh, yeah, outfit, outfit type thing so they, really cool. they got like socks and jackets they give these kids logos yeah and all that and so they get to wear this cool stuff and their whole family gets to get all mm-hmm. this gear and they just get to see it sell and see people like want it i mean even the stuff that doesn't look the best sells right away because people are just so um enamored with the idea and they love to support like like it's, i said 100 percent of the proceeds will go back to the dornbecker hospital and so it's it's just really cool that nike's willing to give as much as they are into this collab exactly and it, i mean it's great press for nike to be able to do something like this but that aside it's just a good thing that they're doing in general i mean being able to help out a hospital that helps out some really sick kids Mm-hmm. and just being able to give some of these kids a little bit of hope and a little bit of joy. Yeah. I think that's a really big deal. 100%. And the the first one that they released was also the Air Max 95. That was the one that I left off on that list. But And the crazy thing about these, Julian and I, before the podcast, we were looking up the resale prices of these. So obviously the first issue release, like obviously at Sneakerheads, it's like we talk about resale and hype. And like there is a lot of hype around the Dornbecker collection usually. And while it's kind of a touchy subject, like reselling a shoe that you bought to... Uh, making a profit off a shoe that you bought where the proceeds go towards the hospital. It's kind of a touchy subject in sneakerhead sneaker culture. It always has been. But I mean, the resale prices are just speak to how powerful these shoes really are and how 
cool they really are. I think we looked up the, the Dornbecker Jordan 6, and like I think the original issued version of that set sold for around $1,000, and like even just the retroed ones that just released yesterday, um, actually today I believe, they those ones also reselling for around $900 to $1,000, so right around the same range for a retro, which is crazy. It's just these shoes have become such a big thing that Nike's done, they're always going to be amazing and special, and like even the University of Oregon, we had a Dornbecker game last season, which was really cool, so the kids were big Ducks fans, they designed the jerseys for the players like some shoes um they did the air max 90 that released to the public and i got my hands on those and i love them like it's just such a cool shoe and this is really cool that they they really nike's just always been kind of really good at like just giving back to the people in their community and in portland so it's just this is really powerful so these shoes are always going to be relevant and important and i really hope that nike continues to do this for the foreseeable future just so we can give give a little bit back to the to the dornbecker hospital completely agree yeah completely agree dornbeckers are awesome yeah they really are Hopefully I can get a pair on another pair besides the Oregon Air Max 90s at some point. I hope they retro the Dornbecker 9. I've wanted that shoe for so long. I, I remember I was younger when that came out. It was like six years ago at this point, six or seven years ago. I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And I remember I didn't get them, and I was so upset. I was like crying in my room. <laughs> my mom thought something was wrong, so she came in. She's like, Julian, what's going on? I'm like, Mom, I didn't get the shoe. <laughs> I was so upset, and I still want those. But Maybe you, know, you might have a chance. We'll see if they retro now, because now, now that door is open. Yeah. Because we had never retroed them before. Right. I think that's what's so important. So if we get to see them come back, that'll be really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And still excited to see what potentially else could come out this year that's new as well. So moving on to kind of our, our final big discussion that we want to have is, so obviously the Jordan 1 is, is a legendary uh, silhouette. For, for Nike, it's one of the probably the most has probably the most colorways of any Nike shoe probably that they've ever any made. Any Jordan or Jordan shoe Nike sure. shoe, yeah. There's, don't underestimate the amount of that's uh, true. Air Force Ones there are. The Air Force One, that's a good point. It. But yeah, it's definitely like I've seen probably the most colorways of any Jordan shoe ever on this shoe. It's just that legendary Nike or not Nike, but uh, Hulu just released a, a documentary uh, unbanned about the, the history of the Jordan one. So that's just kind of how significant the shoe is, especially since it was Michael Jordan's first signature shoe. It's a really good documentary too. So check that out. Yeah. Check it out on Hulu if you haven't. So definitely worth it. But I think so right now we're just kind of been like coming off of the Jordan one coacher. It was the black with the red, bar across the nike swooshes um that just released and sold out instantly and there's talks of the or the pictures are starting to swirl of the uh the reverse chicago one the black with the red swoosh lots of different colorways that give a nod back to the original black red white colorways of the shoe and so it's just kind of an interesting time for that color on the shoe and i don't know like julian what did you think of like those those couture ones and then we also have the 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 gym the gym red one the or the reverse chicago i guess is what i'm kind of touting it as like when you look at those shoes like what do you think of them and do you think nike's giving a lot of attention to this original colorway maybe a little too much yeah so they obviously jordan's always been a red black and white like colorway guy and they try and go for that the most because people seem to be attracted to this like originality or like the original type colorways and they kind of want to wear something Jordan would have usually. And so that's why Nike has kind of always just fallen back onto this cash cow that they have. They have this Jordan one. It's just mega popular that it's going to sell out if they make it like a a original colorway or they put like the Nike air on it. It's like going to sell out. Mm. And so I know your concern is that are they using this Chicago type colorway 
too much and are they just like reiterating it way too many times and just kind of bringing it back and bringing it back and and like beating an alive and breathing horse and i personally don't have too much of an issue with it because i think nike has done a good job at making each release at least unique to an extent Mm -hmm. so they had the band uh ones with like the red x on the back that had the jordan logo and you know that's why they had to put the x on the back uh cool story yeah uh, it's definitely cool because Jordan got fined every time he wore the shoe mm-hmm. because it had his uh, it had like the little logo on the back, mm-hmm. and the league told him, "Hey, if you keep wearing these, we're gonna find you." Yeah. So he put the red tape on the back, mm-hmm. and that's how he was able to like work around that, which is just like the strangest thing. And so it, they paid homage to that, and this culture one that came out mm-hmm. this weekend also was like a like a tribute to that as well also because with the with the nike commercial that released uh around those shoes like the nba kicked these shoes out of the game and they flashed these black bars covering the shoes in the commercial and uh i kind of saw that as like a nod to the black bars in the commercial that like wrapped around the nike logos on the shoe so i don't know it's just kind of a cool at least i thought it was a cool nod if it was even intentional or not it it definitely was i don't think nike would do that by accident Mm -hmm. um yeah they're they're definitely they know what they're doing, and I think part of what made you think this also that they're like oversaturating this Chicago or just white and red market too is uh, Travis Scott, right? His Jordan One, which is really cool and super popular, and people really want it. The super limited release came out for the Grammys, and now there's like leaked images that there's going to be a Celtic colorway and a Chicago colorway, right? And I know that you were a little bit worried about that, but I I feel like you just can't do an iteration of the Jordan one and not do the Chicago. I mean, that's, that's pretty fair. I think, so I don't know. I think with me, it's like, I'm just looking back at the last, I can't even tell you how long, maybe like end of 2018 into now, like, and we look at, okay, I'm going to start 2018 as a whole because I'm pretty sure that's when the Jordan one Chicago off-white came out and was in 2018. So, I mean, starting with that shoe, um, obviously, of all the off-whites, I think that's the one that resells for the most. I think it's around the $2,000 range, the, the Jordan 1 off-white Chicago colorway. Um, so that I think Nike kind of realized with that shoe that there was like there was a big market for that Chicago colorway again. Um, and then they kind of started, that's when they kind of really got back on the, the, the horse of beating it and, and all that stuff. Because at the end of the year, we saw the, the Spider-Man origin story Chicago's. Um, and like it was a little different. It had the dots and it had the translucent sole. And I mean, but it was still it was it was a Chicago colorway. And then then we look into 2019 now. Um, we've got the reverse Chicago, which is the black and the red have switched places, so the swoosh is now red. And then the Coutures, which is kind of a nod. And then there's also just released a couple days ago images of a woman's only Jordan One Low slip on Chicago. So I don't know. That's just they're releasing a lot of shoes in the chicago colorway or the original red black whatever combination you want to call it colorway and i think the biggest thing for me it's like the chicago colorway of the jordan one is by far my favorite colorway of that shoe um it's one i've been (laughs) trying to get for a while um and i'm bitter i don't have it we touched on this a couple weeks ago that uh i i was i had spent four hundred dollars on a pair of shoes um 
I had bought a pair, a used pair off of Goat, of Chicago ones in my size, but uh, Goat got the shoes and they said that they were uh, repaired. They had person had repainted them. The soles are kind of starting to crack a little bit. Um, and they said, you can either take a discount or you can refund, get, we can refund you your money. And so I'm super duper appreciative of Goat for, for catching that and, and making sure I didn't get a pair of shoes that were pretty bad Less condition. Less than what you thought. Yeah, 100%. Gonna get. I was going to drop $400 on a pair of shoes. I don't want them to be in that condition. Yeah. And so I have much more respect for Goat now after that. And like, I did not like I didn't have much to begin with, but I had stated on this podcast, like I was more of a StockX guy versus Goat. So I definitely love Goat a lot more now. I'm going to use them uh, more. Um, and I'm still on the hunt for Bear Chicago 1. So if anyone has a size 8.5 and, uh, and they want to let go, please hit me up. I want that shoe. He's really been bad. wanting it for a while now. For too long. So, but it's just like for me, it's like the fact that Nike keeps using that shoe and they're not bringing back like retroing. Like it's been 2015, I think was the last time we saw a Jordan, a true Chicago one retro. And I don't know. It's like I know that they like to wait a certain amount of time after retroing a shoe, but I I wanted to bring it back. If if they're gonna do all these colorways, they at least gotta bring it back. That's that's my thing. Yeah, I I know that you don't want these fake ones like yeah. not fake but like you don't want the spider-mans you don't right. want travis scott's i mean i do i want those travis, the travis scott's i think you can get away with and the off-white ones i think like those are fine Ooh, those are fine but those it's are, like those are, those are so good those, those are, are so dope i've seen too many of them in person on or too many of them in person at the university of oregon campus um which is kind of impressive that we have them in eugene and people are wearing them in the rain but yeah those those actually look amazing in person and they virgil did a really good job on the off-white the ones. whole collab whole, yeah in general and i'm interested to see where it's gonna go um now that they're done with the 10 and he's still gonna keep doing it but it's just like yeah i want the original and i think i'm most also pretty mad because the original version is the resale prices on that are going up because they're not right they're not bringing it back they're just they're going up and up and up yeah it's like i remember it was like not even like it was probably like december like i was looking at like before the spider-man's release i was i think i could have got a pair of used chicago ones for around like three hundred dollars and it's since it's gone up to like the 500 range and that's why i was stoked when i found the 400 dollar pair but issues with that well we when well, we tried to get them when they retroed a few years back i think 2015 yeah the breads yeah um yeah the breads not the chicago's but the breads we could have gotten those like a few days after release for like 250 yeah now they're like five six yeah hundred everything it, like they everything. all went up because just people were like oh man i really want a dead stock pair of these ones exactly and it's like like they're gonna keep making nods to it and then everyone's like oh i mean it's a good nod but i still like the original better and so that's what's driving the prices up and so that and like <laughs> this one pisses me off the most because the jordan one low People have kind of mixed feelings about that. Like, that shoe's always meant to be high. It looks better as a high. But the Jordan 1 Chicago low, I, I'm not lying here. Like, months ago, like, before the Spider-Mans came back, you could have bought those shoes, like, dead stock for, like, 180 200 Well, they were in... They were in like Nike outlets. Yeah, those hit while. outlets. Like people didn't you, like. You them. could get them on sale on Nike's website for like sixty bucks. And mm -hmm. I remember I almost did it, and I think it was like you or somebody else that I know was just like, "Don't do it, man. You don't want a Jordan One low." And I was like, "I kind of do though." I, I, and I got and I got talked out of it. Yeah. And I kind of wish you had gotten it. Now. I wish I did now because well how now much? the so now like that's what I'm saying. Like before the Spider Man's came out, it was sitting around one fifty two hundred. Now it's I, I'm not lying. People are selling them for four hundred dollars. Oh, Jordan One Chicago Low. That you for, could have gotten for forty dollars yeah, two years ago for four hundred dollars. And like, and then because like the dead stock ones are going for that much, the used ones are skyrocketing also. Like people are thinking, I can get three hundred dollars for the shoe. Like, no, you cannot. Which, which is crazy. No, you cannot. Nobody, nobody's buying that. Ugh. 
So it's like, and like, I've been like, okay, like for a while I was like, okay, I'll settle and get a low until I can have enough money to get a high. And like, so I at least have a Chicago one in some fashion, but nope, I, the stupid Nike had to redo it, do it so many times. So people want it. And then uh, it's just going crazy. I hate it. I hate Nike for that, but I don't know. That's just me personally. Obviously I, I want someone to get me a pair of Chicago ones, please, 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 please. He just wants a pair. Anyway. That's all he wants. <laughs> My boy's mad. He wants a pair. I'm mad. But yeah, it's just those, help out. those prices are, are not going anywhere and they just keep going up. And so I don't know if they're ever going to come back down or what, but if Nike's going to keep doing what they're doing and put that color way or that color palette on, on a Jordan 1, who, who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, with, with my anger aside, uh, that's kind of everything we really had to touch on for the week. Um, I don't know, Julian, what, what do you think? What, what, what do people got to do to get ready for next week's podcast? Any, anything in particular? What do you got to do? Uh, watch that Hulu documentary yep. for sure. Uh, you can kind of understand what this whole last segment was kind of about. Uh, a little just, more. Just Jordan 1s in general are such an important shoe to sneakers as a whole. Because, I mean, it's like the Air Force 1, the Jordan 1 are probably like the two most iconic mm-hmm. like Nike shoes. Like everybody has seen it. If you think of like the most standard Nike in the world, that's probably what you would like draw on a piece of Absolutely. paper. Because that's what you, there's been for the last 10, 20, mm-hmm. 30 years now. Uh, just kind of learn about that a little bit. Watch that podcast or not podcast. Uh, a documentary. Documentary. It's really good. And uh, there's other documentaries. There's uh, there's some on like Netflix that are yeah, cool. Yeah, if you're looking for one on Netflix, uh, Tinker Hatfield's abstract documentary um, I've watched that thing a thousand times. I swear, I'm not lying. It, it ta- it's, that it's talks amazing. about like him designing, him getting with Nike yeah. originally, and then designing like the Jordan shoes, the Jordan shoes, and the uh, auto lacing Nike shoes before they. And did that was the that was made for the auto lacing because they yeah. were like in the process of releasing that, and mm-hmm. so they did this documentary yeah. on him, and it was kind of highlighting that and like giving it a little bit of a, mm-hmm. uh, you know a little bit of love absolutely so yeah definitely go check that out uh tinker hatfield please uh come on the show talk to us also if you're bored watch on youtube i don't remember the series name because i haven't watched it in a while but it's where they show like people's sneaker closets oh uh yeah it's complex is uh jola puma sneaker closet shopping yeah it's um like a mix yeah so it's through complex and they go to people's like basements or rooms or whatever they keep their shoes and they just go through these people's collections Mm -hmm. and there's just some insane collections of stuff you've never heard of yeah I mean, there's there's some people with, like, specific shoe collections. So there's one with, like, only Air Force Ones, mm-hmm. and he has an entire basement full. Yeah, it's sick. So those are definitely always worth the watch. Um, so if you want to, like, put, like, a, an image with some of the stuff that we talk about. Yeah, th- I would the true sneakerheads out there who yeah. have the money that we don't as college exactly. students. Exactly. So. We get to live through them. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, yeah, that's that's everything we had to talk about. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at not another sneaker. We have stickers. We're doing a giveaway. So if you are listening to this right now, we're going to pick one person who comments on Instagram. Comment. Ooh, what's the word? We're going to Chicago. We're going to Chicago. So comment Chicago on today's post, Instagram post, and we'll randomly pick one person to, for, to win a sticker. We'll, we'll pick it before the next Before the next one releases. Release. So we're going to do that. So we'll put a really post sick. on there and we'll talk about it on the yeah, next episode. Absolutely. So yeah, check that out. Um, follow us on instagram follow us each individually if you want at julian the cut at run j will but yeah, on all on all, everything yeah, on everything yep we're pretty we're pretty lucky we've got our branding down <laughs> so it's a lot of fun sweet well that's all we have to talk about um i'm jake willard i'm julian osius catch you on release see you later